we're not fully out of the whole COVID thing yet. We're almost out of it. So when this thing ends, the only guys that are going to win out of that are the ones that promoted and stayed relevant because otherwise everybody else has got their situations. They got their businesses, they got their money, they got their employees, but there you are smiling, offering service and information. When they get their money right, they're going to call you. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind podcast. If somebody can produce a thousand pieces of content in a week, I want to know how. And I believe success leaves behind it a trail of clues. And in today's conversation, we talk with a fantastically cool guy, Robert Cislo of Cislo Ventures in Florida, brand and promotion experts. Boy, is this guy dynamic, quick thinking, but he's able to execute at great speed. And what you'll find in this interview is that Robert allows me, very gracious actually, allowing me to kind of unpick step by step the things that he does in order to be able to produce so much content. And I just loved it from the point around, uh, does it feel right? Uh, Does it make sense? How does it make me feel? Is it applicable? And then because he wants to be able to apply it, he wants to learn deeper. And because he wants to learn it deeper, he teaches it. That helps him create the content, but the best way to teach is to learn. So the best way to learn is to teach. So by actually creating his content, he's He's quickening the process by which he's able to apply in his business. Really, really clever. Love this interview. Straight into my conversation now with uh, Robert Cislo of CisloVentures.com. Hi, and welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Gavin here, and I'm delighted to have Robert Cislo from Cislo Ventures joining me on the podcast today. Robert, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So um, we've just had a quick uh, conversation beforehand. You have a excellent taste in vehicles. And so you obviously <laughs> like all, maybe not all that's British, but you certainly like some British brands. Yes, I do. I'm a big fan. <laughs> big fan. So yeah. everybody listening who may not know who Robert Sislow is and your work, let's give a career background, a bit of some of the highlights of your career and then the brands that you work with, the kind of work that you do now. Yeah. So uh, for the last 18 years, I've basically been in advertising and production. Um, I've worked for NBC Universal, Hilton, City Search. Yelp. These are all big like websites where they, where they have uh, businesses on there. But um, my whole background was digital. It was, it was everything about um, YouTube, social media, uh, website, video content. And um, I got a job as a video producer for a pretty big entrepreneur. And I always said, you know, I was really good at my craft. I was really good at my art, but I didn't understand business. So I didn't know how to make money at what I was doing. And um, so I helped this guy grow his brand. But while doing it, I learned sales. Okay. And I started to build, um, I started to realize that his clients needed promotion. And I said, hey man, why don't we, uh, what if we start selling this to some of your clients? And so what started out as a really small idea turned into a $12 million agency Wow. Uh, that I scaled myself and we had a team of about 20 people. Uh, and then I went out on my own about two years ago and now we've got, you know, 
got a, we got about 350 clients around the world. We do promotion, we do video production, web design, graphic design. Uh, but really the big one is we focus on helping people uh, communicate more effectively on these platforms because I mean, anybody can run an ad, but there's a specific way that it should be done. And uh, so we focus a lot of our attention and our efforts on making sure that we're getting our business clients to talk to the right people as frequently and as often as they can. So here we are been featured in Fox news, Yahoo finance USA today, you know, list keeps going, but really at the heart of it, I just like to help people. A really busy competitive space that you operate in. There are a lot of people that play in that space. Um, there's good, bad, and different, in, and the indifferent in that space. So, if there was a secret sauce, if there was um, a formula that you follow consistently that's enabled you to delight customers and grow to 350 clients around the world, what would that be? Well, the consistency was just coming back and finding out the distinguishing factors that weren't like what other people, like before we started our call, I'm like, oh, I don't buy the same things. Well, that's pretty much how my mentality is. I don't, I don't treat business the same way. I don't market the same way. I don't try to emulate other people. I'm just doing Robert Sislow and his viewpoints and his ideas because I quickly learned in sales that even though we were connected to a very powerful individual, at the end of the day, he wasn't on the call closing the deals, I was. So they bought because of me and what I was able to do and provide. And I said, well, why don't we bring that to marketing? Because nobody ever talks about that. There's like a world between the two. It's like there's sales and then there's marketing. But it's the same thing if you can really understand what's actually happening in that conversation. So the, so the formula, is really the same sales process that you, one would go through with a client. You just extend that out on multiple levels in your promotion and video content, web design, and the consistency that you can hold that um, on the social media platforms every single day. I mean, last week we did about a thousand pieces of content myself uh, promoting, and, and we'll probably wow. be pretty close to that this week. But it's just how often can you stay in communication with people? And how, uh, what are your inspirational sources then for you to, you personally produced a thousand piece of content and you delivered Correct. that to, ca to camera to audio. Mm -hmm. where, where do you get your ideas for the content? Well, cause that's a, that's a, that's a really, amount. now this is the big thing that people don't understand with promotion. Cause they'll say, well, I don't know what I need to talk about. What do I say? And I'm like, well, what happened today? Who did you talk to? What was that experience like with that client, that objection that you had with that person? I'm sure they're not the only ones with that same consideration. So I'm always looking for what people are saying or interactions that I've had or anything that takes place during the day. And then you just, if you can open up that far, you realize you just have a limit, unlimited supply of information. Now, yeah, I mean, there's basic mechanical information about marketing and promotion that will never change, but the industries, the conversations, the experiences, the products, the solutions, those will always be adapting. And if you're interested in your own product and business, which is why you're in business, you would be wanting to talk about these. Hey guys, I found this out today. I'm going to share that with you. Or I discovered this thing. I don't think it's totally true. Like you can use things that don't really make sense to your advantage. And that's really the big one. I look for the illogical that people say, or maybe they don't say everything or they, they missed something. And it's like, there's something else that's not being spoken about. And I'll just tell them, Hey, this is really what they're trying to say. And just by doing that, I've elevated myself as a position of authority, right? So it has to make logical sense. And that's the, really the formula. What doesn't make sense? What's the logical in the space? What do you have in front of you? What do you know? And then how are you showing that your solution is correct? It's the same thing in sales. You're, you're selling on um, 
you're, you're selling on emotion and logic and all those things. It's the same thing in marketing. And how do you, are you, presumably you're, uh, uh, still have a creative role in the campaigns for your clients? Yeah. So, so some of that is coming up with um, a brief and a creative for your clients at the same time, but you're also finding the time to produce a voracious amount of content to promote your agency as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very much in the trenches. I still create, we have a staff of about eight uh, right now, uh, compiled, compiled of salespeople, administrative, vice presidents, web designers, we're, we're all together, but I still want to create, I still am in there. There's a certain flair style that I have that people like. So I'm involved in all of the projects from start to finish. Like there is no separation, but what I've been able to do is combine the timing like in between calls I'll promote or in between when there's a down period I'll promote or, or I'll just be promoting while I'm on a call. Like I just make it all work. So it's, it's not an idea of, Oh, I need to make time for this. It's just part of my day. It's a muscle. It's just, it's just something that is incorporated. I don't look at it as a, as a chore or something extra I have to do. I know that I need to communicate to people as hard as I can. So do you have a process by which you, capture your idea so you know you're on a drive home um you, you you're at the gym or whatever you're you know you're taking a shower do you do you have a way of capturing so that the moment when you have that five minutes in between calls you can bang do a piece of content content straight to camera or are you just got that amazing brain creativity that you say all right i'm gonna do five minutes of content bang i'm gonna do it on that straight away the second one is how i operate usually wow <laughs> It's more about, um, like, I'll give you an example. Saturday, we had a really nasty kind of tropical storm come through. Yeah. And um, I was sitting there and I've been wanting to create extra content for my course. I have a training course, Promotion Secrets Revealed. And I, I, it's everything up to advertising. So it's about how to communicate, build a brand, all that stuff. And because uh, that's really what's missing in marketing. No one really tells you about this front piece. It's just like, hey, turn on your ads and go. And it's like, well, you need all this too. It doesn't work without the other. Anyway, so I just was like, okay, I need to make 12 pieces of content right now at about two to five minutes a piece about setting up ads and getting ready to go. Well, I wrote, I'll show you, I even have the notes right here. I just literally sat and I listed out the titles of each video and then I just riffed it in about 30 minutes and that whole module was done and uploaded within an hour. So it's, 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 it, that, I'm not saying that to be braggish. It's just that I'm so immersed in the world and I've had so much time in different types of conversations with people that you can just go. Now it wasn't always like that. I mean, at the beginning I was like, okay, I need to bullet point this. I don't know. I need to really kind of track this, but you know, repetition is the master of all things, right? So as you do it, you start to think like that and then you can just riff as you go. So at the beginning it's a little like, ah. Oh, I don't know, but, but now it's just like, if you said, Hey, I need you to make 10 videos right now, I would just do it and it'd be, I can get it done. There's no thought. It's just action. And then do you, um, are you very purposeful about the split of content between what you might put up on YouTube, what you, what else and, and in what way that would then be different for LinkedIn or for Instagram? Not really. No, I, um, I, I do understand like there's some things that I do on Instagram and Facebook that I wouldn't do on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I use, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but there's an app in there called clips and you can put little emojis on your head. Well, I get a little crazy with that sometimes, but I don't feel like that's an appropriate thing <laughs> for, for LinkedIn. LinkedIn. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but for Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, absolutely. So is there, um, do I have an awareness of where content should go? Yes. 
Um, but I also, you know, even in the normal range content, I'm pretty playful in that. And I'll still put that stuff on LinkedIn. I don't believe in changing too much my identity because of where I am. It's just like, I definitely know when it's time to tone it down and not all that stuff. Um, but as far as, you know, it, it varies on where that content is going to end up and who it is I'm trying to talk to in that specific moment, right? So I'm very hyper aware when I'm communicating in a piece of content. Uh, this is probably going to be for someone who's just starting. This is, some, this is somebody that is uh, well advanced, probably has a $100 million company and they want to add a little spice to it, make it bigger. And this is somebody in between that's probably doing one to 10 million a year or maybe less, around a half a million. And they have different viewpoints. And that's the trick. If you can really get into those viewpoints outside of yourself, you're communicating to everyone. Fantastic. Um, so coming up with the ideas, the creativity is not a problem, but you want to, you pursue, you apply in a direction, you apply in a direction of building a brand. You know, I've listened to a couple of your videos and you were saying about the importance about the brand, the importance of consistency of a brand. Why do you think brands are really important and probably arguably even more important now the more people that go online, the busier the, di the digital platform, social medias are, you know, wh why, why is it that, that brand's so important? Yeah. A brand to me is, it's not the color. It's not the, it's, it's really not any of those things. I think those are definitely assets to it. They give them, they give a response that you get from them, but really the brand for me is just, it's familiarity for me. And my whole objective is that, you know, if I'm, building this on the front side, whether you buy from me today or you buy from me six months from now, there's a familiarity. You're like, oh, I know this is Robert. Okay. He's going to keep doing this. He's doing this. He's doing this. You may not need it today, but you will need it eventually. I mean, I had a woman who followed me on Twitter. She's like, that's the only social platform I use. I'm like, Twitter? Really? And I'll tell you something. Twitter's made it probably around an extra $60,000 for my company in the last 45, 90 days. And I barely try on that platform. Like I just post it. I don't think too much about it, but I do take those pieces of content that I do. And she goes, well, I've been watching you and I really like what you're doing. And I love your authenticity, which is a word that I hate actually, but it, she said it and I know what she meant by it. But um, anyway, she said, I want to, I need help. I want to build this brand. I want to launch this company. I'm ready to go. And there you go. So a brand is more about what she said. What she meant by authenticity was that, oh, I get that it's actually you. Okay. There's no, there's no character. There's no, there's no thing fabricated just to make yourself look good where you're like, yeah, look at me. I'm a blah, blah, blah. None of that really, that's not sustainable in my eyes. You know, I'm playing for till I kick the bucket. You know what I mean? Like I could do this the rest of my life and I will. But a brand, especially now, I mean, where is everybody? We're not fully out of the whole COVID thing yet. We're almost out of it. So I told all my clients, you know, I'm training like 700 people a week. And I said, Hey guys, look, when this thing ends, the only guys that are going to win out of that are the ones that promoted and stayed relevant because otherwise everybody else has got their situations. They got their businesses, they got their money, they got their employees, but there you are smiling, offering service and information. When they get their money right, they're going to call you. Why? Because you showed up every day and I trusted you and you're not changing. You're very, you're predictable. If that makes sense. I don't want a brand to be predictable. I don't want a brand to be arrogant. I don't want a brand to be insulting. 
I don't want a brand to be causing problems for me. I want the brand to be a pleasurable experience that I want to keep coming back to. You know what I mean? So that's how I view it and why I think it's important. Hi, Gavin here. I wanted to say a huge thank you. Thank you to all of you who have bought a copy of my book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business. The feedback's been excellent. Copies have gone to all four corners of the planet. I'm so grateful and humbled. I also wanted to let you know that now the audiobook version is out. The audio format can be got from audible.co.uk or audible.com or from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. It was a lot of fun recording the audiobook and hopefully you'll pick up my passion as I take you through all the insights, strategies and case studies to help you not only survive but thrive through uncertain times. So go to audible.com or audible.co.uk to check out Survive and Thrive by Gavin Preston or grab it from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. How do you stay relevant? How do you help your clients ensure that they stay relevant? Well, again, I think it comes back to being really flexible and agile in what's happening. So if something's happening today or something changes or something is different or there's something that's moved in a different way, how adaptable are you to that and how can you communicate about it? So really we're training the ability to observe, think on it, have a solution and communicate about it. Those are the four things you really need to do. It's like, I see it. Okay, this is what's happening. How do I turn that into an extension of my brand? And do I have a product that can solve it? You know what I mean? So relevancy is more about, relevancy is more about the ability of one person to be present in what's actually going on. You know, it's actually not that difficult. People may think it's hard, but it's more about, can I see what's actually taking place? And so many people get into a, such a habitual routine in their day-to-day activities that they actually stop seeing what's going on around them. That's right. That's yeah. right. You get, you get locked into this universal thing of like, I'm just going to keep doing this, but you're not moving. You're kind of running around in a circle. See, with what I'm talking about is, is like reach outside, come back in, reach outside, come back in, reach outside. And you just, you just keep doing that because look, there are days when I get bogged down with stuff and I just have to do what I have to do. I still manage to promote, but I'm very much aware of, you know, this client, that person, this is guy saying this, oh, that doesn't quite make sense. You know, you have to have that hyper awareness to be able to move forward ahead of other individuals. Like some people will say, oh, you got to dominate and crush the competition. I'm like, I don't care about my competition and I probably never will because they're not paying my bills. Whatever they decide to do, good for them, but that's not going to be something that I'm going to change my entire system for. You know what I mean? So you just said, reach outside, come back in, reach outside, come back in. What do you mean by that? So let's just say you're in this circle and you're bogged down in this world and you've got all this stuff, your daily routines, things you have to get done. You got to, you got to be able to look outside of what else is happening beyond that. Like I need to look at what other people are saying or doing, whether they're in advertising or not. You know, like I can look at what a real estate agent is talking about the market right now. And I'm learning about, oh, okay, we have to adapt for marketing for edit for for real estate agents there's a shift happening you know so it's not so much being concentrated on just my world but as much as everybody else's world and how could i offer a better solution for that and do you have a a a process where you you go to certain sources to scan for an update on on trends across different industries for example or is it just what you pick up on social it's more about what i see out there it's not 
Because so she, if you're so she going about this, yeah, I want to be where everybody's at. I want to be where my potential people are at. Now, are there bigger clients out there that may not live on that platform? Of course. I mean, you could go to the news, but that's not really that trustworthy. But there's a general, you could pick up on what's generally happening from the different industries, from who is promoting right now and what they're saying or what they're struggling with or what they're trying to advance with and then analyzing that information against your own products and services and then regurgitating that into a solution. So do I have sources? Mm, social media. I mean, it's just what's there. Cool. And some people, when they go and spend time on social media, can get sucked down a rabbit hole of just consumption and, and that be time, uh, you know, a massive time drain. But yeah. you obviously have a way. How do you avoid that? So you're, you're scanning for information. Is it because are you asking yourself a question like, you know, what am I looking for here? What's new? What's relevant? So you're you're searching or scrolling for content inspiration, not consumption. Yeah, it's, I always ask myself one question. I'm like, what's that mean? Like if someone right. says something, the first thing I ask is, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Because that now I'm vetting information. I'll give you an example. We were talking about cars before, right? Somebody put a post up about the Mercedes uh, GT and then the Aston Martin Vantage, and they were saying that, well, this the Mercedes goes from zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds, but the Aston goes from 3.9 seconds. I own an Aston and I'm like, it actually goes in 3.4 seconds, so that's not correct information. So you're lying to me. Um, now, what I do is I do fact check a lot. I do cross-reference information and I'm like, okay, that doesn't entirely make sense. I don't consume. There's a block there. There's a, there's a, there's a block before I allow something in. It's, and I, I'm really That's like, what I was getting at then. So there's a, you're, you're looking to fact check to test understanding. What does that mean? So that you can use that for content or for deeper understanding. Deeper understanding is really the yeah. deal because I mean, yeah. I have my own viewpoints and what I've learned and what I've observed and what I see, but I always try to go a level deeper and just be like, okay, what are they really saying here? You know what I mean? Like, how do I take that? And like, I'll give you an example. Somebody was talking about, there are some big guys out there. They always say, get attention, get attention, get attention, get attention. And my first question is, what does that mean? There is no answer from them on that. Look, you won't find it. It's not there. It's just get attention. Well, what does that mean? Do I have to set a car on fire? Do I have to bungee jump off a building? Do I have to do something radical? What, do, what does it mean, get attention? So you're left in kind of this suspension without an answer. It's, there's just, there's an answer, but it's not an answer. You know what I mean? So what I do is, is I'm like, Oh, really what they mean is to, this is what I discovered is to force yourself inside of a space with enough data and information that's true and logical with plaque, practical and applicable pieces of data that I can use right now. And then I have people's attention. That's what attention means. But, but somebody could take that and be like, oh, I'm going to be arrogant. I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a bunch of models next to me. And it's like, well, that's not really what we're talking about here. For me, it's a little bit more ethical than that. It's more like if I know something, I have a responsibility to tell you about it. I have a responsibility to promote as hard as I can so you know. It's like if you know your friend's about to get hurt, are you going to sit by and let that happen? No. Well, that's how I view everybody on social media. It's like I'm literally trying to get you to a position where you can be in better control of your own marketing and promotion. With a number of different views out there on many, on every subject and some where there is no definitive math, uh, no definitive answer. How do you fact check? 
How do I fact check? Well, I look at it from a few different angles. The first thing is I look at the emotional side. I'm like, how'd that make me feel? Did it make me feel better or worse? And if it made me feel worse, I'm probably not going to listen to you uh, because I just don't need anybody making me wrong when I'm trying to do everything I can to be right and help more people, right? So that's the first thing. It's like, I don't want anybody giving me stuff that's kind of antagonistic. And even if they're talking about other people, I'm like, why do you want that around? I don't need that around. Then the second thing I look at is, can I apply it right now? Like, can I actually use it? So if I can understand it, it logically makes sense, it feels good, and then I can apply it, I would say it's probably, it's probably pretty decent. But it has to go through, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to take everything that CNN says and be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's real. I don't even look at that stuff, actually. I don't, I don't watch any of it because it has no bearing on business, in my personal opinion. Um, but the fact-checking is more like, does that make sense? Does it feel good? And then is it applicable? And can I get results from it? And if it passes those four, uh, I usually start to be like, okay, that's probably something that I could get behind. Otherwise, I don't really listen. If it, doesn't pass, if it makes you feel bad right off the bat, I'm not even going to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or if it's an alteration of what somebody else has said, that's a big one. People will take quotes and ideas and viewpoints right down to the names of companies and make it their thing. And I'm like, somebody else already said that. You're just trying to pass it off for you. And do you ever go down the thought process of if it doesn't make me feel good, I want to understand what it what doesn't resonate, what's the what grates, and therefore offer a, a an alternative view that might feel better, or it does feel mean? better. Oh, like like analyzing. Okay, if that doesn't make sense, like what would I? If that doesn't make me feel what, good, why why does I, it make me feel good? What's missing? Yeah, I would be like, I, I would know. I'd probably be able to assess and be like, oh, he's operating off the wrong information, and he's angry at somebody, and that's not somebody I would want to listen to. Um, I'm going to adapt my strategy to be a little bit more pleasant. Um, but yeah, I do. I definitely do look into that and I'm like, what is it about this? that doesn't quite feel right. And then you can, if you do it deep enough, you can really sort it out for yourself. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But also linking back to that, your strategy to, in order to be able to produce so much content, you've just said, you know, does it make sense? How does it make me feel? Is it applicable? Well, in order to be able to apply it, you need to learn it deeper. And the best way to learn is to teach. And your content piece is the teaching piece, which yeah. in turn is helping you apply it. Exactly. You just got it. You got it down to the, to the T. And this is what I tell people in promotion all the time. I'm like, as you start to do this, you're going to find out two things. You either don't know enough and you got to go back and you got to really make sure you understand everything you're doing, or you're going to realize how smart you actually are and how much more you can actually expand on. Like the, the byproducts of my company right now have come because of the content that I've put out there. I'm like, oh, we don't have a solution for that. Oh, there's no solution for this. I'm talking about it, but we don't have it, but we can do it. So let's do it. So I get new products, I get new audiences, I get, I get deeper understanding like we're talking about. Um, and then it turns into a transaction where I can expand my company now because I'm like, hey, look, we weren't offering this before. People are talking about this a lot. We can now offer it. Here it is. And then we sell it. So it's, it's, promotion has this weird thing where it gives you a lot of confidence or it shows you where you're not strong and you have to shore it up immediately. And I always say like, if you can't, talk about something, there's something there that is off in your universe that needs to be adjusted. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying you're doing anything illegal. I'm just saying maybe you need to brush up on a few things. You know what I mean? It'd be good for you too. 
So promotion is, is, it's not just posting on social media. This is not just content. This is not just lead generation. This is like, this is deep ethical and integrity based things that you have to be able to sustain for a long period of time. And do you make a distinction between, in terms of promotion, the content that um, is you is building a relationship, you adding value over a period of time versus promoting a particular product and a service? I very rarely promote a product and a service. Very rarely. Right, right. Okay. The whole company, everything we do, we don't say much about um, our services or what we do or buy this package. We do every so often. Um, I'm a, on, on the advertising side, which is the mechanical delivery of promotion, I will pitch the product, but the organic stuff, the brand, all that, it's just value. It's just information that I want you to have today. Um, and, and I can do that because there's so much knowledge that I have that I just am not worried about somebody being like, well, I learned everything because you haven't, you know? So it's, it's more about like, do I drive them places? Yeah. I'm like, Hey, follow me here. Check this out. If you want to go to my website, go ahead. You don't have to, if you don't want to, but you're here, you're listening, check it out. It's very, very free. It's not so aggressive. I believe there's a time and a place for that aggression. And it's not at the beginning. It's not when I'm building a brand. You know, you were watching all my content. I'm like, well, it's not the time or the place to really be aggressive to you right now. I want to indoctrinate you a little bit. I want you to get a little familiar with who I am and how I think, which will make you in turn a little more warmed up to me when it comes to if you want to buy. Yeah. Makes can you sense? promote too much? It makes absolute sense. Can you promote too much? I think you can, actually. You can. Um, I think if you... Like in the stories, like Instagram stories and Facebook and those things, like I hammer those like crazy on, a, on an actual wall on your posts and stuff. I think if you're doing three or four or five, six, seven a day, you're just not letting it do its job. Each little piece of promotion is its own little piece of real estate that's going to produce a dividend. And that's how I view it. So I let it work for me. I'm like, even if it doesn't have a lot of engagement, somebody's seeing it. And I only need one or two people to be like, hey, I'm going to pay you 10 grand today. And I'm happy. I'm like, good. And that's how we've grown our company. You know, it's the same thing. It's just, I look at it from not a numbers and ROI standpoint. I look at it from how many people did I actually reach today? That's the number I like. I'm like, oh, we reached this many people. Oh, awesome. That for me is exciting because that's one new person that I can get in front of. So as you've scaled your business, I think you said you were, you're up to eight employees, you know, you, you see things you, from a creative point of view, you see it very quickly. You, you probe deeper in your understanding so that you can apply it. You're very particular about how something looks to meet a standard. Mm -hmm. How have you um, found recruiting talent and getting them? Cause you know, we're all unique in, in, in your creative process. Whilst I've been asking questions to model it. If I started to do that, I would get better, but I wouldn't be as good as you at what you do. So how have you, how have you brought people onto the team as you scale the, the agency that have, maintain the, the, the quality of the output? Well, it's, it's twofold. Number one, they came to me because of my marketing. Uh, they were like, Great. I love what you're doing. This is awesome. How do I like my video team and the web team that we have right now? That's what it was. It was like, we love this. I want to be around what you're doing. And of course I'm not like, yeah, come on in. I don't know you. It's more like, all right, good. Let's, let's open up a conversation. And I'm really looking for, I'm, I'm looking for the ability for someone to, to understand when I, when I say I need this done, they get it done. I'm looking at, can you execute a project very quickly? Can you run, if I give you concepts, can you take that concept and turn it into something? 
because that's what I do all day. I just, somebody gives me a concept, we build it and we're done. We get brands pretty much identified very fast with our clients. Sometimes I can do it on the same call, like within 45 seconds, it depends. But the people that we have are people that have demonstrated, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Competency. And they've demonstrated the ability to execute. And then they've demonstrated the ability to follow orders. But the best thing is, is that when I see creativity, like if I see someone has creative abilities, I want to, I want to bring them up. I would, I would even take someone that's not quite there, but I think they could do it. And then I would, I would teach them to become more proficient in being more creative. Um, I've done that. People have done that with me and it was awesome. They gave me a shot. So it's kind of like returning the favor. But if I can see someone that's really got it and they just need a few things, I'll, I'll empower them to get there for sure. So that's how we've basically done it um, and scaled it out. Great. Um, I there was one guy though, one guy who I had my eyes on for three years. He's sitting over here. His name's Damon. And he's my, he's my vice president. And I've watched him for three years. He's helped me outside, like with my church and stuff like that. And he's helped me through situations. And I was like, this guy really knows things about people and control and execution and getting a product done. It would be really nice if he could work with me. This was like when I first started and I wasn't making enough to hire anyone. Well, he approached me uh, in December of last year. And he's like, hey, man, I'm looking for an opportunity. I'm like, it's perfect. You're in. You're hired. Let's go. We're done. You know, like all the way in. So there you go. <laughs> so I see a, a couple of posters behind you of Winston Churchill. So uh, what is it about Winston? Winston? I love Winston Churchill. Why do I love him? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a man who probably wasn't always political correct. He he wasn't very like, you know, he, he was very brash. Now I'm not very brash, but he was, he's someone who was appointed in a situation during insurmountable times. Times that were like, we are literally giving you probably something you're going to die from, but you're going to have to figure it out. And um, as an individual, I liked his attitude about it. And I liked his ability to, he's like, well, I don't, nobody really likes me. Nobody really believes in me, but I got to just do it. They may not agree with me, but I got to just do it. And I like that attitude because that's my attitude. I'm very much about, I'm not saying I'm deliberately going out and offending people, but my viewpoints are strong enough where I'd be like, I'm willing to lose this to go after what I need to go after because I see the bigger picture. And I think he saw the bigger picture. Like he, he went into a room with people that were very conservative, very traditional, didn't want to do what they had to do. And he's like, guys, like we got to do this and it's going to be super uncomfortable. And I don't care if you don't like it. I'm the guy in charge. So we have to do it, but he wasn't doing it maliciously. See, that's the trick. A good leader is someone that doesn't make you feel bad. They don't, they, they, they push you, they pressure you, but they don't make you feel like you're inadequate. And that's why I like Winston Churchill. And I also like that picture because he's kind of like crack on, you know? <laughs> so, so it's, 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 you know, and even in that, even in that moment, he was, he didn't understand what that meant. He just did it. And everybody's like, you're kind of flipping everybody off right now. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So it, it's that kind of, seriousness mixed with a sense of humor to get a task done. And I respect that as an individual because I, I like to have fun. I don't, I'm not your traditional, I can't do the whole corporate conservative thing. It's too boxing for me. Yeah. And I understand a lot of, maybe your listeners may not understand that it's fine, but as, as an individual and an artist who understands business and is professional, 
I like to have a little fun. You know, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that expression. I like playing with that. So that's why I have a picture of Winston. He reminds me of that. And how do you recharge? Uh, surfing and paddle boarding and uh, just totally detaching from everybody on the weekend. I still semi work a little bit, but I don't, I, I definitely detach. There is a moment where I'm just like, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not doing anything. It's just Robert time. And I spend a lot of time and money on my own personal development. So I, okay, yeah. So I really um, take that to heart and I spend more time on that than anything else. Did I see a Tony Robbins RPM planner that you held up earlier on? What's that? Did, what, what, so what personal development influences are you, uh, do, you do you find? So I'm, a, I'm a Scientologist and that is, okay. the, that is what I, uh, I devote all my time to and I get all my information from. I mean, what I love about it is it's just from a business perspective, when you get the information, you can apply it immediately and turn anything around. And, and so for me, that's awesome. And it's just really given me uh, a lot of, you know, freedom to create. It's made me a better individual and more responsible for a lot of people, which I really like. So yeah. that's where I spend most of my time on personal development is there. I don't really listen to many other people. Um, yeah. And then, and, and, then you, and then you spend time on the water surfing and uh, paddle yeah. boarding. Yeah, and taking the awesome. Aston for a drive. Oh, <laughs> Rue not to. Uh, yeah. Robert, totally thank, you, thank you so much for your time. How do people find out about you and your team? Yeah, so you can go to cislowventures.com. That's our main website. And anything on social media, just look at Robert Cislow Jr. And I pop up. I'm kind of known for responding very quickly if you direct message me. So reach out, be more than happy to talk to you, help you in any way. So Cislo spelt S-Y-S-L-O, cislowventures.com. Yep, that's correct. Thank you very much, Robert. You've been a star. Thank you. I appreciate you. Hi, Gavin here. Three sort of key takeaways from me. You know, I don't consume social, I don't go through social media for the purpose of consumption. I do it to look for how does it make me feel? Does it make sense? Is it applicable? And then I want to learn how I can apply it. And then he remember he uses that desire to learn how to apply it to deepen his understanding by teaching it, by sharing some content that helps him to understand it and they're at a deeper level and therefore apply it. So, yeah, I love that. I look for the illogical that people say or what's missing out of what they've said. You know, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, what's illogical. And I want to make it logical. That was fantastic. You've got to be present to present to what's going on around you so if you're caught up in the world day to day of what you're doing then constantly be looking out around you to see what's going on to tune into that remember robert cislo um uh, can be contacted with cisloventures.com great guy full of creativity and yeah he's the real deal he's getting some fantastic results for his clients go check him out you've been listening to the business mastermind podcast be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.